Hi, this is Yvonne Allen, host of Paper Hope Street Team, and this is Our Future is Missing Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for 15-year-old Michael Chin, who is considered an endangered runaway. Michael Chin went missing from his hometown of Las Vegas, Nevada, on September 21, 2012. He is African-American, 5'8", 200 pounds, with brown eyes and black hair. If you know of Michael Chin's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Michael Chin, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be reviewing the all-new films Chasing Mavericks, Fun Sized, Space Buddies, and Wreck-It Ralph. So, to start off the show, we are going to be talking about the surfer film Chasing Mavericks, and we have with us Victoria and Cheyenne. How are you doing today, Victoria? I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. And what about you, Cheyenne? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Awesome. So, Victoria, why don't you tell us what Chasing Mavericks is all about? Okay. Chasing Mavericks is about a boy named Jay Moriarty, Moriarty, and he has loved waves and surfing since he was a little boy, and he idolizes his neighbor named Frosty, who is a surfer. And one day, he hops on Frosty's truck in the middle of the night and follows him to a place where he surfs where he sees the biggest waves that exist and the biggest waves that he's ever seen, which are Mavericks. And ever since that point, he trains with Frosty to learn how to surf Mavericks. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like a very interesting movie. I have not seen it, but I cannot wait to. And neither can my brother because he loves the idea of surfing, even though he never has. So, Cheyenne, what did you think of this movie? I thought it was a great movie because it was based on a true story, so it will inspire a lot of people. Because it's such a touching movie. That's awesome that it's based on a true story. Did you think that it stayed pretty realistic or did it kind of go all Hollywood? It didn't go all Hollywood. It was because it's like I'm taped up and um, it's the story was based on like up in California in the north. So it's not really Hollywood like. And it, it's really it's it's a, it's an emotional movie. <laughs> That's awesome. So. Victoria, why don't you tell us what did you think of the cinematography and the visuals in this movie? The visuals in this movie were amazing because most of it was in the water and underwater. And the whole time I was wondering how they got that close and got that good of a shot when they were underwater most of the time. And they were constantly being engulfed in water and just on water the whole time. Absolutely. That must be a big challenge for filmmakers. But 
it definitely must have paid off if you thought it was amazing. So again, Victoria, what did you think of the soundtrack? I didn't notice the soundtrack. It if there was one, it was so good that I just thought that it was a part of the movie and it blended in and fit the scenes perfectly. Fantastic. And Cheyenne, do you have a favorite character or a favorite scene? I have two favorite characters. Uh, my first one is Jay because he's really he's like he always stands up to what he wants. And Frosty because he helped to he helped Jay train for twelve weeks to even try to ride Maverick, so that was pretty nice of him. Mm-hmm. And you have a favorite scene? Um, I wouldn't have a favorite scene because I loved the whole movie. Awesome. And Victoria, what about you? Do you have a favorite scene or a favorite character? Um, yes. Jay. Oh my goodness. He is so adorable. The whole time. <laughs> I was just watching him. He was so cute. And he was like smiling all the time. His little curly hair. He was adorable. <laughs> he was surfing and stuff. He was always like being positive, even though there was negativity around him the whole time. That's and awesome. He seems like a very positive aspect of the movie. And you have a favorite scene? My favorite scene was when... Hmm... Let me think. My favorite scene was when he finally got the girl in the movie. Cause oh, it was really that's, sweet. that's awesome. Because the girl just showed up to a pizza parlor late at night and it was raining, of course. And then she was like, you're the love of my life. And it was so cute. And oh, my like, gosh. That's adorable. I think I would have pro- that probably would have been my favorite part, too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I think that's awesome that you said um, it was raining, of course, because there's definitely cliches that we see in movies, and it's just kind of unavoidable. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing Chasing Mavericks, Fun Sized, Space Buddies, and Wreck-It Ralph. So right now, we are talking with Cheyenne and Victoria about Chasing Mavericks, which sounds like an awesome movie. So, Cheyenne, why don't you tell me what you thought of the emotion in this movie? Well, I told you, it's an emotional story. It's emotional. It's an emotional story, an emotional movie, and it's like a roller coaster. It goes up and down, up and down with your emotions. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I I love I love movies that go up and down with emotions, and the reason that why I say it's funny is because um. I, I was just thinking when I get really sad in movies, I start crying and then a funny part comes on and I'm still crying and it's just awkward for everybody around me because they don't yeah. understand why I'm still crying. Mm-hmm, because you're like crying of laughter, kind of. Kind of, yes. So, Victoria, why don't you tell us what age group you would recommend this movie for? Well... This movie, there was really nothing in it that I found inappropriate, like, slightly. So, Mm -hmm. I recommend it for any age, really. As long as they can't, like, as long as they aren't, like, little kids that are, like, that can read. And they're, like, Mm -hmm. really emotional about, like, other stuff. Death and stuff. Yeah. 
Well, that makes sense. Just pretty much like a general audience. Yeah. Awesome. And Cheyenne, how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? I would give it five out of five stars. It's such an amazing movie. I just love it. Mm -hmm. And what age group would you recommend it for? Do you agree with Victoria or disagree? I would disagree because this movie is like seven, uh, not seven, I mean two hours. And my mom's like, oh, I don't think you could have handled it in second grade. So I'm like, uh, I'd put it seven and up. Awesome. Well, that's good. I I definitely noticed, like, when my brother was younger and I used to take him to longer movies, he would get really, really bored. So I think it's good to pay attention to time. So, Diane, is there anything else that you want to add about this movie, about the overall production? I wouldn't add or take away of, of anything in the movie because, um, you know, it's such an, a perfect, it's such a perfect movie. I would not touch anything about it. Oh, it's not like, oh, I don't like that part. Like, I want to take it out. Or, oh, I should add something in there. So she didn't know. I just like it the way it is. That's awesome. So, Victoria, what about you? Do you think you might add or take anything away from the overall production of the film? I would change the end. Because it was like, happy, woo, sir, the Mavericks and stuff, woo, Jay. And then, boom, sadness, the end. It's like, oh, okay. That, that sucks. Now I'm not sure how much I want to see it. But that does make sense. If it's based off of a true story, they can't really completely, like, change a huge important part, you know? Yeah. Just because it's sad. That would be like in Soul Surfer if they took out the part where her arm got bitten off because it's sad. Like, the entire movie would just be ruined. But I understand that you don't like sad endings. Yeah. So, Cheyenne, do you think that there's any specific character that you really relate to or that you could really see yourself as? Um, I don't think any of them because I'm not really into surfing, even though I live near Huntington Beach. I don't really um, relate to anybody. It's just that I have a character, but I just don't relate to them. That's just, just, that's just the thing. If you're like a surfer, like, oh, my dad's a surfer, you can relate to like Jay or Frosty. No, I'm not one of those. (laughs) But do you think the storyline is relatable at all? Like that people can watch it and relate to some aspects of the film, even if they're not surfers? Uh, maybe if they like, if they're like a person who really wants to surf, or like they think they have a passion, like what Jay has the passion of surfing. That's awesome. And Victoria, one last question for you: If you had to be any character, who would you be, and why? I would be. Mm. I would be Jay's best friend because nothing like bad happens to him. He lives kind of like a carefree life, but then like Jay kind of changes him because if you have a best friend like Jay, it's probably going to be a pretty cool thing. And like he always led him in the right direction and he was just, Jay was a good influence on him. So it was just pretty good all around. 
That's awesome. Well, guys, be sure to go check out Chasing Mavericks because it sounds very awesome. And Victoria and Cheyenne, thank you so much for telling us all about this awesome movie. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney with Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the new movie starring Victoria Justice called Fun Size, and I cannot wait to go see it. And we have again with us Cheyenne. So Cheyenne, why don't you tell us all about this fantastically funny movie? Well, this movie is about Bren, who's played by Victoria Justice, 
she got invited to her crush's Halloween party, and now at the last minute, she she just now heard that she has to babysit her baby brother named Albert. Albert is so cute, and um, their dad died from this um, disease, and when Albert tries to hold in his feelings, he doesn't talk for six months, and when when Ren goes trick-or-treating with Albert, babysitting, she suddenly loses Albert, and so she has to go through a lot of twists and turns with her friends, uh, Roosevelt, Pang, and her best friend, April, which April's kind of like a drama queen-ish. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like an awesome movie, and I cannot wait to go see it because, I mean, just looking at the previews, it seems fantastic. And also, I have a little brother, and I love Victoria Justice, and also um, Thomas Mann, who plays Roosevelt. I love him. He was in Project X, which you're too young to have seen that, but it is an awesome movie, and he is awesome in it. So, what did you think of this movie? Because obviously, I'm very enthusiastic about it, and I've never even seen it. <laughs> I thought it was an amazing movie because it's such it's such like a it's like a roller coaster movie uh, it's like a roller coaster emotion movie too like chasing Mavericks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how is it a roller coaster emotion? Because like oh first they they lose Albert and then Albert goes to like this gas station store and he buys a Slurpee and goes off with the with the um the person who runs the cash register. His name is Fuzzy, which is really funny because he's, like, a grown man. And then he's... It's so funny because ha- it's, like, such, an, such a twist-and-turn movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I love twist-and-turn movies, and I honestly... I literally cannot wait to go see this. Like, I'm just I'm so excited to go see it. So, what do you think your favorite character or favorite scene might be? Um, I forgot. Um, uh, my favorite character would be Albert because his costume was um, the Spider-Man outfit and then he has a half cut off arm and he's so cute with his actions even though he doesn't talk mm-hmm. and my favorite scene is when you know how Albert goes into the guy's car Fuzzy mm-hmm. uh, he um, Fuzzy lit a fire in, um, in this um, apartment by accident and they're like Samoan people, and they're all like big. And then the guy tackles Fuzzy, and then Fuzzy says, "Dude, no, 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 don't tackle me. Okay, don't tackle me." There's an eight-year-old person in my car, and the car is getting towed. And then the Samoan guys, and then the Samoan guy stops tackling him, and then he's like, and then he says, "Dude, that's messed up." <laughs> that's funny. So, do you think? you have like any favorite part of the movie besides um that one scene like a part that stood out to you not necessarily for a funny part but like an emotional part an emotional part is um when they visit this when albert and ren visits the cemetery because Mm -hmm. of their dad Mm -hmm. it's really sad because like you know and then it's really sad because they love their dad so much. And Ren had a jacket, and Ren's dad, he was like um, a song recording artist, and she always kept um, the jacket that her dad had. And it was really sad because they love him so much. Oh, that's sad. I th- yeah. that that would make me cry. I'm pretty sure. So, what do you think? 
of the soundtrack in this movie? Um, there wasn't really a soundtrack in the movie. There were some songs, but it was kind of like partying, kind of, mm-hmm. for teenagers. Yeah. So like, what age group would you recommend this for, since it does seem like there are a lot of teenage parties in this movie? Yeah, it's rated PG-13, um, so I would give it 13 and up, because I ranked that because there was some uh, teenage drinking and a lot of kissing so and some cussing. So yeah. watch out for that. <laughs> You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we will be reviewing Fun Sized, Space Buddies, and Wreck-It Ralph. So right now we're talking about Fun Sized, and I have with me Cheyenne, and we're just talking a little bit about what rating we think suits best for this movie. So she was saying 13 and up. Um, tell me why, again, you think it should be 13 and up for drinking, like you said? Yeah, like teenage drinking and a lot of kissing mm-hmm. and um, some cussing. I see. And how old are you, Cheyenne? I'm eight, but people say I'm immature. Uh, people say I'm mature for my age. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have an eight-year-old brother who sees a lot of the PG thirteen movies that I see. So. I guess it sort of just depends on the maturity level of children, but I think that's probably a good age rating that you put for it. So how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? Five out of five stars. I would rank it more if I could. It's such a hilarious movie, but some of the jokes, it's um, a little bit inappropriate for some people 13 and younger like me. Yeah, I definitely understand that. Some jokes are just a little bit going a little bit too far, even for teenagers, I can tell yeah, you. <laughs> a little bit, of course. Whoa, whoa, you, what? <laughs> like You're like, that. whoa, 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 what was just said there? Let me see what just happened. So, do you think that this film puts out any good morals or messages? The message in this movie is be careful what you wish for, because um, Ren wishes that Albert was, like, he was his mom, because... She got invited to a crush's birthday party. I mean, yeah. birthday Halloween party. Halloween. Mm-hmm. And ever since she lost Albert, she wants him back. So it's like off and on switch. Yeah. So it's be careful what you wish for. And if you had to be one character in this movie, who would you be and why? Albert. Because <laughs> he's so hilarious and I just love him. It's so funny. It's kind of at the... Uh, at the um, in the credits, he says, people think I don't talk, but I've been pranking my mom for a while. And one of the jokes is, he called his mom, he's like, this is a girl from Marshalls. Um, I just got a retirement slip for your bra. Uh, you must have very small boobs. <laughs> so oh my God, that's so funny. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. hilarious. He says prank calling his mom. It's just hilarious. That's really, really funny. I think that's funny because my brother is eight years old, and he's obsessed with pranking. He always prank calls us, but it's kind of obvious because he's always, like, in my closet when he prank calls me so I can hear him. But I think that's funny. That definitely reminds me of my brother. He's like, hey, I have really good signal here. (laughs) That's really funny. So... Do you think that this film is relatable to most audience members or just teens? It can be relatable to um, to a lot of um, 
um, people who watch this movie because they can, they might lose um, their younger sister or brother because they want to go somewhere and um, they now they want to wish them back to be with them, you know? It's like I have a friend who's, who's the oldest and then she once lost her little brother. I'm like, no, I love him. <laughs> yeah, that's awful. I think it would definitely be scary to lose a younger sibling. That would be awful. But I've never lost my brother. I keep a very close eye on him, and mostly because my mom is always with us. So what did you think of the cinematography and the visuals in this film? Um, the visuals in this movie is standard because it's not in 3D, and there wasn't really something special about it. Yeah. And what do you think of, um, like, anything else that you might want to add or maybe take away from the movie? Nothing to add or take away from the movie. It's just perfect the way it is. I love it. Mm-hmm. And do you like any other characters besides Albert? Oh, I like Fuzzy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think should... Albert and Fuzzy probably make an awesome duo. They are an awesome team. And Fuzzy is just so hilarious. He, he has, like, this crush on this girl who plays it, who uh, dresses up as an anime person for Halloween. He mm-hmm. has a crush on her. And he reads this anime book. And she's um, she dresses the same thing, like, character on it. And then she gives the book to his crush. And then he, when, when he gave it to her, he's like, now I have nothing to read. Because you know how you get bored when you do something for a while? Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. That's awesome. Well, Cheyenne, thank you so much for being with us and telling us all about Fun Size. So be sure to go check it out in theaters now. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? 
It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's talk about the animal film, Space Buddies, and we have with us Brianna. So how are you doing today, Brianna? Very well. How are you doing? I am doing very well as well. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a little bit about Space Buddies. Will do. Okay, so Space Buddies is about... While they are on a field trip to Space Station with their owners, a pack of golden retrievers, the Buddies, take an unexpected trip to the moon. So, like, their owners or their kid owners go to a field trip, and Buddha is like, yeah, I want to go. So he gathers up his brothers and sister, and they all go on this um, they all go on this bus so that they're not seen to to the space station so that I like that so and everyone on earth is worried sick about them because they're like how they get up there and it takes them a while to figure out they're up there and while they're in space they meet Spudnik voice of Jason Earls a dog who has been kept on the space fuel center he is also trying to return home they're having the time of their life so Spudnik is he's been stuck up there for a while but he's not really captured he's like kept there because his owner is like no I love space and he's kind of a looney tune so yeah the dog's like I really really hate you right now so (laughs) he's like get me home yeah so what are your initial thoughts on this film um I thought it was really good like I saw it when it first came out because I I've always been a fan of the buddies and air but I'm just like oh my gosh puppies who can do stuff and so (laughs) that's that's always been the reason why I love these that's funny. And what did you think of the visuals in this? How did you think they did um, with the animation? Not the animation. I'm sorry. The CGI of getting the dogs to look like they're talking. Um, okay. So when I first saw this film and I saw them, I was like, I was really, really little. And so when I saw it, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, dogs can actually talk. So because I didn't I didn't really know about the whole um 
thing where you do stuff and make them look like they're talking. So yeah. I, um, I had a dog. I had a dog since I was five. And so I stood in front of him and I'm just like, come on, RJ, you can talk. Like, come talk, on, talk you can me. do this. And so like for a week, um, I was just trying to get my dog to talk. And then my mom's like, you know, he can't talk. Right. And so and it's you're like, like, what? Of I course felt like, I felt like a child. I felt like if their mom said to their child, like the, like, um, tooth fairy isn't real. I'd be like, <gasps> like, that's how I felt. Cause I was so devastated. But now that, um, I've seen it when I was older, I think that they did a really good job making it, making it look like they're talking. So that's awesome. And do you have a favorite scene or a favorite character or in this case, a favorite air buddy? Yes, I have all three. I'm just that awesome. Um, <laughs> Um, my favorite character is Rosebud because she is the only sister with four other brothers. So, like, I mean, I'm an only child, but if I had, like, four or five other brothers, I'd be like, why am I here? Because mm-hmm. it's, like, it's better to have all boys and all girls than, like, one girl with all boys or one boy with all girls. Because you kind of feel like, wow, why, guys? Outnumbered. Why? Yeah. And so, and my favorite my my favorite scene is when right before Mudbud goes to go with the other buddies, like when they get to him, he's in a cage because he came in the house all dirty and he went on their white, like it was so white couch. And oh, so no. he messed up everything and he shook himself to get all the dirt off of him, not dirt off of him, but not to be so sagging. So everything in that room was white. So that totally got destroyed. So oh, he was no. in a cage. So when they got him, they got him out and they all went to the bus, but he didn't. He got in a mud puddle and he jumped around and he's like, ah, I feel better now. Cause like, I think like he kind of feels like mud is like his soothing. Yeah. So he has to be covered funny. in mud at all times. Yeah. And my favorite part, not part like as in scene, but I think my favorite general part was when they're all on the spaceship and they're just like in mud. I think, I don't know if it's Mudbud, but I think it's Mudbud. No, it's not Mudbud. I knew it. Um, One of the buddies are always eating. So he eats like a bunch of corn dogs and he gets really fat and it's really funny. (laughs) that's too funny oh my gosh that sounds awesome and how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five i give this film four out of five because i really like the message because it's a a message is um your dreams can come true because the little boy um little like buddha's owner he's always like i wish i could touch the moon and he dreams of that and dreams of that and dreams of that and he, like, his dog, Buddha, he goes to the moon. So it's kind of like him kind of touching the moon. So, yeah, But he, awesome. doesn't know, he doesn't know that, like, he had this whole adventure. Like, he does, but he doesn't really know the depth of it. So I like the message, the lesson. That's awesome. Like, to keep your morals, not morals down, but keep your pride down. Because um, that's just, like, the bad guy of this film. Of course, every film is a bad guy. Well, every chi- child's film. Um, he's like, yeah, I can do everything and this person's doing better than me. So I'm going to, I'm going to do better than them. And so he gets, gets all jacked up about it. So I like that about it. That's awesome. 
You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing Space Buddies and Wreck-It Ralph. So right now I'm talking with Brianna, and we're talking about Space Buddies. And she was just telling me how many stars she would give it and all about this awesome film, and it sounds very, very cute. I personally never got into any of the Air Bud series or the Air Buddy series, um, but it sounds like you really like them, so I just might have to check them out. So what would you say the emotion is in this film? What what category of film do you think this movie falls into? Well, for the emotion, I think it's mostly, like, I would say curiosity, because most of the film, they are, like, I wonder, I wonder if we're going to get home, or I wonder what the moon's like, or I wonder if this guy on this spacecraft fuel center is nice, or I wonder who Spudnik is, and it's all these questions, and you're just like, I wonder what this is. Yeah. So I think most of it is curiosity, and then it's adventure, too, because they are in space, and they are on the moon, and they are doing all this stuff, and they're acting like it's, well, not acting like it's calm, but they're kind of like, if I was in space, I'd be freaking out. I'd be like, oh yeah. my god, I'm not on Earth, and I'd be like, like hyperventilating in a corner. <laughs> so, yeah. and I think the category it puts in is like children and family because I mean if I would because I've got crazy friends I would be I would be like yeah come on guys we are going to watch space buddies in my house tonight and they'd all get so excited because we're just weird like that and Mm -hmm. um so I think it'd be a good thing for friends and family that's awesome and what do you think of the overall production with everything together? And how do you think this movie compares to the other Airbud series or Air Buddy movies? Um, I really like the overall. I'm like I like how they put it together. Like I've seen not seen this before, but like I've kind of seen the plot before. Like people accidentally go into space or yeah. I think sometimes animals go into space. But I've and but I really don't care. Like, sometimes I just don't care how many times it's been used over and over again because so many direct directors make it so different in their own mind. So it's like each director goes, oh, I see this I see this film this way. And then another one, I see this film this way. So it's nice to see how many different ways you can put it. And so I think that I, I just really like how they put it together. And for the difference... um. For Space Buddies, differ everything else and Air Buddies and Air Bud. Um, I think it differs because I think this is the only one they go in space. So that's a big difference. And I think that, I think, I think that's it. Because, I mean, they do this whole adventure thing throughout all of them. But yeah. this is the most difference is they go in space. That's awesome. So, if you had to place yourself as one of the Air Buds, which one would you be and why? Rosebud. (laughs) I I saw that coming. I did. You know me so well. I do. Rosebud, because Rosebud and her owner, because, like, I am that type of girly girl. Like, I have to have everything right. Like, in the movie, she's like, Rosebud is like, I don't want to get my paws wet. And so I'd totally be like that. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not going into space, and I'm not going on that mud. And so I think, I think I'd think i be Rosebud for that reason, because I'm such, like, I can be a girly girl at times, and then at other times I can be like, yeah, let's play some football. Yeah, so, football. But, That's awesome. Yeah, I just feel as though I would be her. 
<laughs> well, Brianna, thank you so much for telling us all about this awesome movie, Space Buddies. So, guys, be sure to check it out if you're into space and puppies and adventure and awesomeness and cuteness and puppies. And did I mention puppies? Because they're <laughs> in this movie. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney with Kid First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. So right now we are going to be talking about the most amazing movie in the world. And yes, I am talking about Wreck-It Ralph. Oh my goodness, it is so good. Um, And today, Brianna is going to be interviewing me, so it's a little bit of a change. So, Brianna, I'll let you take it away. Okay. 
I have not seen this film, of course, because it hasn't come out yet, but can mm-hmm. you please tell me what this film is about? All right, so... First off, I just have to say that I can solidly be 100% positive that, in my opinion, Wreck-It Ralph is the best animation that I've seen since Brave. And before Brave, I don't even know what the last, like, animated movie that I really liked was. So this movie is amazing. It's all about a video game character named Wreck-It Ralph. And he is a character in this game called Fix-It Felix. Fix-It Felix Jr., to be exact. And he's the bad guy, but he's tired of being the bad guy because all of the do-gooders, which are the other characters in his game, don't like him and they don't talk to him. And he is tired that Fix-It Felix always gets medals and he never gets medals. So he decides that he wants to go out and get a medal so that everyone can finally realize that he can be the good guy too. So he travels from his game over to this one game. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it is such an intense game where there's like bugs and and evil things and it's really crazy. And so he goes over there and he realizes that that is probably not the game for him. So then he goes to this other game called Sugar Rush and he meets some very interesting people there. And it's all about him trying to find his medal and realize that he can be a hero without a medal. Uh, that's that's cool. I've never heard that plot, so I think yes, it, it was I think so it original. Good. That's why I really liked it. Yeah. Was the plot in this film easy to follow, or was it kind of like I have no idea what's going on right now? It was very easy to follow. Um, it is like a children's movie, but honestly, I think teens and adults should go see it. But yeah, it was pretty easy to follow. There were some twists and turns, but you could still follow. That's good. Because, like, some films are just like, I have no idea what's happening. Yeah. This film stars the voices of Jack Breyer and Jane Lynch. What do you think about the performance of the actors? Um, I really thought the voice acting was fantastic for it. Like, it fit each one of the characters. And I love Jane Lynch's character. Um, she was like this really tough war hero that was programmed with the most traumatic, devastating backstory. And it was, she was just so tough on the outside and she's funny. And I love Jane Lynch. Um, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Gleek and she's in that series. So I, I just loved her character. Yeah. I've, I've always been amazed with Jane Lynch. She's been in so many movies and it's like her range from movie to movie is so good. So Do you have a favorite scene in this film? Oh, goodness. I have... That's so hard for me. Like, I don't even have a favorite character or a favorite scene because I love everything. But there were definitely parts in this movie that cracked me up. Like, I was... Me and my mom and my brother burst out laughing because the thing that's kind of cool about this movie is it has a lot of references to older films that... Um, younger kids wouldn't necessarily get, but like me, I got, and the adults in the film, I mean, in the audience got, um, because Wreck-It Ralph was like talking to um, the ca- the Candy King, and he's like, "Could you please control your children of the candy corn?" Which mm-hmm. is like a play on words from the children of the corn. And um, Skrillex, who's like a really popular DJ now, was DJing one of the parties in um, Fix-It Felix video game, and there was just a lot of really funny references. So I enjoyed those parts. Yeah, it's like a movie. So if you've watched a lot, of, a lot of movies or not so much, you could be like, oh my gosh, that's from this movie and this movie. Mm-hmm. 
and there was a hilarious Wizard of Oz reference, but I don't oh. want to give away because it was so funny. It was like so short, but everyone in the audience just started cracking up. So it, it was awesome. I love Wizard of Oz, so I'll probably, yes. if I see this film, which I will, I'll be like, oh my gosh. You'll be like, but- oh, I get it. It's <laughs> funny. So how is the cinematography? Because this is an animation. Um, I thought the animation was awesome because each each video game was very different. So the animation of each character was very different. I mean, like, they all pretty much looked the same, but the way they moved was very different. Like, the do-gooders, which, like I said, is um, the people that live in Fix-It Felix, which is the video game that Wreck-It Ralph is in. They move, like, really like sort of choppy and very like pixelized but then the newer video games they move like normal people so I just I thought it was it was really really good and the way that they used the animation to portray the characteristics and the different ages of video games was awesome you're listening to Voice America Kids Network I'm your host Raven Devaney and right now we are reviewing Wreck-It Ralph and Brianna I'll let you continue with that okay so, how is the soundtrack in this film? I mean, you, I know that you said that Skrillex was doing, I think, Fix It Felix. So, how is the soundtrack other than that? Um, I really, really, really liked the soundtrack because, I don't know, I thought it was awesome. Like, when they were in Sugar Rush, the music that was playing, Sugar Rush is like a racing game, but everybody's like candy and it's like really sugary and happy and like little kitty. Um... I really like the music for that because it was, like, the music you hear when you go to arcades. Um, I mean, they have a lot of, like, arcade games and movie theaters. I I have never been, like, an actual legit arcade, which is sad. But it was, like, they used a lot of – they had Pac-Man, so they used, like, the Pac-Man theme song. And for some of the more, like, intense um, video games, they used, like, really crazy, like, dubstep and, like, crazy music. And it was just, like, really funny. It was really good. I love dubstep. It's just like me yeah, too. It's the best. <laughs> so, what message? To, what message did you take home from this film, or other people should take home from this film? I feel like this movie gives a lot of messages, but I definitely think the main message is you don't have to prove yourself to anyone, and as long as you believe in yourself. Um, you, I mean, you know yourself. You know what's true for you and what's not, because. Um, Ralph, the entire movie, he was just going around trying to prove to everyone that he was a good guy, even though he was the bad guy. And all he really had to do was just believe in himself and know that he could be a bad guy without being a bad guy. Yeah. I mean, to other people, bad guy, but not be a bad guy sounds really confusing, but I totally get it. You'll understand if you see this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Can you relate to any of the characters, or do you think... It's kind of like an outcast. Like, I can't really relate to anything. Um, I'm not sure if I fully relate to one specific character, but I feel like there's different parts of each one of the characters that I can relate to. Um, Ralph, I can relate to trying to want to prove myself to other people. 
um, Vanellope, who is an adorable character in Sugar Rush. I can relate to her because even though people didn't believe in her, she was like, whatever, dude, I'm like the coolest ever. <laughs> and then I can also relate to Fix-It Felix because all he wanted to do was just fix everything. And he was so adorable. He said the cutest things and he all he wanted to do was help. And I definitely have those situations where I'm like, oh, just let me help. I could do it. Yeah. Cause, um, someone said bless you and I was trying to keep quiet because, I mean, someone was like, sneezing and I was trying to keep quiet from them and so I couldn't say god bless you and Mm -hmm. I've been brought up that way so I was like biting my hand because like it just comes automatic for me just to say say, bless you you. so it was like hurting me for like a minute I'm just like I can't say it I can't say it but in the end I actually scared him so you know that was that was amazing that's that's awesome yeah is there anything in this film that parents should be aware of before taking their children to see it I don't think so. Um, Like I said, there are some jokes, but they're not, like, inappropriate jokes. If anything, your child will be like, what movie was that from? Because there were some um, movie references that, like, my mom burst out laughing, and me and my brother were sitting there like, what? So, I mean, things like that might go over their head, and they might be like, what, for a second? But honestly, there's a tiny bit of violence because there's, like, shooting, like, killing bugs video game. But, I mean, honestly, I would recommend this movie for all ages because it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, because if that happened to me, I'd be like, what movie did that come from? And then you'd kind of be baffled. So Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, it's not, like, too bad. Yeah. It's not like, what movie was this from? What movie was this from? What It's like you're not continually asking that yeah how many stars do you give this film and why I would give it a thousand billion stars (laughs) I knew (laughs) Um, you would I know you know me you know me too well I would just (laughs) give it an infinite amount of stars um no I would give it five out of five stars because I feel like this is the type of movie where for the most part I mean there was a bad guy in this movie But he didn't come in the movie until, like, the very end. So I feel like, for the most part, this was the type of movie where there wasn't a bad guy, which I really like. Um, It was all about sort of trying to deal with your own interpersonal stuff. And I I don't know. It was just, it was so good. I cried. I laughed. It was just an amazing movie. Like like I said, the fact that I can compare it to Brave, and Brave was, like, a ridiculously good movie, I think it says something pretty awesome about this. Well, it looks like we're out of time for today, but everybody, thank you for being with us. And Brianna, thank you so much for interviewing me. I love when I get to be interviewed for a change, so thank you for that. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, see your favorite up-and-coming film critics, and find out about the Kids First 2013 Film Critic Search campaign by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney, signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. <laughs>